Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Every year, for instance, you hear my dude Bruce Feldman come in and lay out his, quote, freaks list of the biggest freaks in college football. It's essentially the ultimate athletic compliment. And that's how I mean it when I say last night was a total freak show in the association. And even calling it a freak show doesn't really seem to be strong enough. I mean, or freaky enough. I'm also not sure which freak was the freakiest of all last night. Remember Giannis, he's got to take on that. It might get a little bit freaky. Remember when Giannis famously said that? Yeah, well, he must have been talking about last night. My man must be able to see the future. I think he's freaky clairvoyant. It got freaky, all right. The Greek freak was definitely in on the freak last night, the freak show. No question it got freaky. My question is, which freak was most impressive? Where do we start? Like, I didn't think it was possible to top Giannis and Wemby going back and forth in crunch time in San Antonio. I mean, it couldn't get any better than that, right? Could not get any better than that. But then the Joker in the late game was like, please, please. The Joker was like, do you know who the hell I am? You know who the hell I am? I'm the guy who just knocked in a 40-foot, miraculous, buzzer-beating bank shot to finish off an 18-point comeback against the Dubs in their house. That's who the hell I am. You know who the hell I am? Jokic has it. Clock ticks. Got to put one up. Jokic for the win. Oh! It's good! Jokic got it off in time! And the Nuggets win it! Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? A seven-footer off the dribble. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A seven-footer off the dribble. From 40 feet out, off the glass. No, Joker is not kidding you. Are you kidding me? Nor playing around. He's just reminding us that he's still the best player in the world. And that his Nuggets are still the team that everybody is chasing. In fact, even the Nuggets are chasing the Nuggets. Just ask the Joker. You guys are in a position right now where everyone is still chasing you. Do you feel there's anyone you're chasing as the Denver Nuggets right now? Oh, we are chasing them in Nuggets too. We want to be Ooh. the better. We want to be the better than last year. I think we are capable of being better and uh, to beat that team this year. So I think we are chasing them in Nuggets too. You know I'm all about that. If you listen to me carefully or you listen to the Reinvention Project, you know I'm all about that. It's always you v you. It's always you v the best version of you. He gets it. Big man is not just freakish. He's philosophical as well. And what that was from Golden State standpoint, just another Draymond-sized kick in the stick for the Dubs. And it hurt at least that much. They led by 18 with seven and a half minutes left. And yet somehow, some way, wound up getting their souls snatched anyway. If you haven't noticed, the three-pointer is no longer the dominant force in the association anymore. Unless it's the seven-footer shooting the three-pointer. Ball movement, however, ball movement, perimeter shooting aren't what's in 
I'll tell you what's, what's in. in. Big men. That's what's in. Seven feet is the new six feet. Essentially, a new golden age of the big man is happening right now in the association. I mean, you've got... That's what's lame. You've got Joker. You've got the reigning MVP, Joel. You somehow, some way have a dominant street close. You've got Giannis. You have Wemby. And holy crap, did Giannis and Wemby put on a show for the ages last night. Let's not let the fact that Joker somehow topped them with that buzzer beater take anything away from that unreal show that the Greek freak and the French freak put on last night. And it went all the way down to the wire also. Been a tough year for the Spurs, to put it mildly. It's been a horrible year for the Spurs. But they played maybe their best all-around game last night, and they hung in right until the very end. Check out this sequence with just over a minute left. Wemby swat into Wemby transition three to tie the game. Incredible. Drives into Sohan. Wembenyama wipes it away with a rejection. It's Jones racing the other way. Vassell, Wembenyama three. Good! We are tied! I mean, an amazing sequence in and of itself, right? But that was nothing compared to the Wemby swat that came about 40 seconds later. Like, I literally can't stop watching it. I've been watching it on a loop ever since it happened. I can't stop watching it. It's actually insane. Bucks up by three. Giannis driving to slam home the dagger. Wemby rising up and says, get that crap right the hell out of here. The screen, the drive. I'm not even kidding. I think I've seen it 500 times, and I still can't believe it. I think I've seen it 500 times, and I still can't believe it, and I still can't stop watching it. Cannot stop watching it. Who knew Wemby, at this age, had that kind of upper body strength to rise up and reject a Giannis dunk the way he did? Who knew anybody had the upper body strength to matumbo a Giannis dunk the way he did? I don't know that I've ever seen anybody block a Giannis dunk, period, let alone in the manner that he just did. Then again, I don't know that we've ever seen anything quite like Wemby. And that's not just me. And that's not just everybody. That includes Giannis himself. I don't know. Uh, I've never seen anything like him, 7'4", seven, 7'5". Seven, I don't know how tall he is. He's not 7'3", he's way taller than 7'3". Uh, so whoever say he's 7'3", that's a lie. Uh, but like, at the end of the day, like, you haven't seen anything li- like that. You know, I haven't. You're a felon if you think he's 7'3". You're a liar. And you're a felon if you think he's 7'3". So come on over, please. We got nothing to hide. Get the tape measure out. Giannis is something else. I mean, you talk about praise. Yeah, I think it's safe to say, my man, that nobody has ever seen anything quite like this dude. Which is why I do have to ask, how the hell do the Spurs only have five wins right now? How the hell is Pop totally skating for it too? Not long ago, it would have been hard to imagine, even imagine or fathom, a Greg Popovich team, a Greg Popovich coached Spurs team, Stuck on five wins in January. Now it's happening. 
And there is a unicorn running around in silver and black every single night. And they're stuck on five wins in January. And Pop is getting no heat for it at all. And don't get this twisted either. The man's a legend. One of the very best ever. He has run an incredible organization for a very long time. But the same goes, for instance, for the hood man. Follow me on this. The hood man couldn't be getting any more heat. And Pop's getting, like, no heat. Hoodman couldn't be under any more fire or have more people rooting for his demise, and yet nothing sticks to Pop. Why is that? It's almost like Pop figured out how to start charming everybody, and the mumbler just stayed the mumbler. Because let's not forget, Pop used to be like Hood. He did. He used to be like Hood. He used to be pretty cantankerous. And then he started to kind of weave in a few jokes. He'd crack a few jokes. He'd host some famous wine dinners. He became a coach's coach and a dude that Hall of Fame players all actually appreciated, connected with. In other words, he became all the things that the hood man could be but can't be because he simply can't pull it off or he doesn't give a crap. Case in point, Pop's presser last night. It barely lasted a minute, but look how much he accomplished in that minute. And look what he ended it with. Did you like how Victor... Oh, I just loved it. 19. I loved it. It I loved everything about all of them. There's nothing I didn't love about any of them. That answers all the questions, right? (laughs) Have a good night. See you at the bar. I mean, that guy showed more personality in 15 seconds than Belichick has in 15 years. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everybody feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. That's so much better than the mumbler mumbling on decade-old snap face jokes or talking about pretzels for breakfast in Germany or instant chat or snap talk. If Hoodman could actually be funny like that, and of course everybody who knows him will say, yeah, well, he just never shows you that side. He really is that funny. Trust me, it would have benefited him to show us that side especially right now when it's all hitting the fan because nothing's sticking a pop and everybody's coming for the hood, right? Who knows? What I do know is this. Well, actually, I know that too, but what I do know is this. I loved every minute of that freak show in the association last night. I just loved it. I loved it. I loved everything about all of it. (laughs) There's nothing I didn't love about any of it. it. That answer all your questions, right? See you at the bar. Did you like how Victor... Oh, I just loved it. 19. I loved it. it was, I loved everything about all of them. There's nothing I didn't love about any of them. That answers all the questions, right? That's close. Okay. Have a good night. See you at the bar. See you at the bar. <laughs> Great line. Hey, one more thing. See you at the bar. 
One more thing about that. One more thing about me leading with the association. One more thing about me pointing out the return of the big man and how awesome that all was. I'll tell you why the timing for that was so, so critical. We had no TNF because, you know, when there's TNF, no matter how bad the TNF matchup is, I always start the show with it. Always. It's just part of the process. And I do trust the process. But there was no TNF. So thank God. Wemby and Jokic were monsters on the floor. Or, if not for them, I would be forced to talk about an even worse monster. You want to talk about a flashback Friday. This is the worst kind of flashback. And if you've listened to this show for any period of time, in fact, I can even actually give you a point in time, a demarcation. If you've been listening to this show... For more than a decade, you know what I'm talking about. I could be talking about an even worse monster. You know what I'm talking about if you've been listening to me or watching me for more than a decade. No names mentioned. I'm looking at you, Blade Gunner. Does this name ring a bell? Y'all remember old Oscar Pistorius, right? South African Olympic sprinter slash amputee slash girlfriend shotgunner. Do you know how many segments we devoted to that dude? Do you know how many segments we spent on this show on that guy? If I put the airtime that I spent talking about that murderer back to back to back, it probably would have a greater duration and running length than the nine actual years that he spent in prison for that. So enjoy enjoy parole, OP. Try not to blast anybody through a bathroom door while thinking that it was a burglar on Valentine's Day, if it's not too much to ask. Try not doing any of that while you're out here with the rest of us. That dude's out, just so you know. Nine years. I I felt like we talked about that story on this show for nine years. So there's 18 years of my life. College football fans, the championship is here and DraftKings Sportsbook is making sure you can throw down on the epic showdown for a shot at big bucks. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting $5 on the championship game. What you want to do is download the app right now and use my code ROME, R-O-M-E. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code ROME, R-O-M-E. Me. The crown is yours. You do have to be present in state where it's lawful to wager. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Booty Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources we are joined via zoom by steve avila steve good to have you on how are you 
Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Good to have you, dude. All right, so follow me on this. You played the national championship game last year with TCU. You're in the playoffs in your first season with the Rams this season. Surely this is not sheer luck. This is not a coincidence, right? Winners win, <laughs> period. Safe to say, my dude, your teams go as you go. Am I right, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if that's how you want to see it. But I know, um, uh, you know, I'm always surrounded by people who love competition. So I feel like that's why, you know, we've gotten this far. My dude, that's how you play that. Way to pick me up. Listen, you have something to do with it, all right? But to your point, you've had help. I'm curious. It's been an amazing ride. What's the ride been like? You've got everything still in front of you. I get that. But how would you describe what it's like going from playing for a natty to being drafted by a team that a couple of years ago won it all and has been to the postseason three times in four years? What's the last year been like in your life? Oh, man, it's been a lot. Um, I know, you know, right after that national championship game, everything's a little, you know, cloudy because you never know where you're going to be at. You you never know what's going to happen. I mean, the only thing you can do is just, you know, go out there and perform at the senior bowl and and at the combine and, you know, everything comes after. So it was a little shaky at first. It was a little overwhelming. But, um, you know, as soon as I got drafted, you know, draft day was awesome. And I I remember as soon as I got drafted and I was just crying so much, man, it's such a blessing. But, um, you know, from there, it's, you know, you have an identity, you're a part of a team. And, you know, I wanted to, uh, pull my weight you know as the uh, first person off the board uh for them and uh you know here we are steve avila i I love that response like take me back obviously it was emotional you spent your whole life working towards that night like when you're a kid playing the game growing up you dream of draft night what do you remember most about draft night what was that like for you Oh, man, I wanted to be surrounded, you know, by the people I felt like helped me, you know, throughout my career, um, throughout my life. And it was actually a little emotional. You know, we, the, I don't even think the draft started and just seeing everybody walk in, you know, you just feel, uh, you're full of emotion. All right. Specifically. That's what it means to me, man. I, I love my family. I love my friends. And I'm glad that I got to share that moment with them. Love that. All right. So I mentioned this is the rookie season for you. You always hear about players smacking into that proverbial rookie wall. Did you actually hit it? And if so, when? And then, like, as a part of the question, did you go through it? Did you go over it? What did you do with the wall? Yeah, I mean, I don't really feel like I, I hit a wall. I mean, I feel like I, I've learned something, you know, every week, um, whether it's against the opponent that I went against, whether it's a way I got beaten, I always find a way to, you know, fix that the next week. Um, And, you know, I feel like the way we do practices here, you know, that puts us in a position to prepare ourselves for the next week and just constantly improve. And I just feel like that's why you see a lot of the rookies that we have here, um, you know, just have gotten better. And, you know, that's why I like being here. Uh, So, yeah. But you talk about some of the rookies. I want to get into that in a minute, but you mentioned practice. So I want to ask you about practice. You've got a guy on the other side, pretty good ball player by the name of Aaron Donald. And by pretty good, I mean like maybe the best ever. Mm-hmm. What was running through your mind the very first time yeah. you lined up against him? You know, it's funny because back in college, you know, you always try to compare yourself to people who are in the NFL. And I remember me and my buddies would be like, you know, realistically, how many times do you think you can block Aaron Donald? Because, you know, football is football. And we'd always be like, oh, maybe out of 10 times, maybe three. And I will be the first one to tell them it'll probably be zero. <laughs> but, um, man, he he's he's one of the greatest of all time, man. Um, it's been definitely a blessing being able to go up, up against him during practice. I know he's, he's definitely gotten me better. Um, I feel like he makes the people around him better. And that's the type of people you you want on your team I mean break that down for me Steve how has he made you better obviously going up against one of the best ever in practice is going to make you better but how has he made you better Mm -hmm. oh man just giving me 
the best. Uh, I mean, that's all you can ask for. I mean, he he knows how to play the game well. He knows what to do. Um, I can compare him, honestly, to an artist. I feel like, you know, the way that he plays the game is just, I feel like he walks up to the line is like, how am I going to win? You know what I mean? So he just shows me different looks and shows me different things that people can do. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've definitely taken note and I feel like it's helped me in the game. All right. So, Steve, you mentioned the rookie class. You're part of Les Snead's latest draft class and making an instant impact. He did a great job again. Of course, you got Puka Nakua, who's been incredible. Dude, can you help me with this? How has this dude gone from being a fifth round draft choice to having a chance to break the NFL rookie record for most receptions and receiving yeah. yards. I mean, I feel like it's a mindset. I mean, I feel like that thought that he was the best, you know, out there has always been, you know, probably since he was in college. Um, I mean, we first got here, we had an expectation of, you know, these younger guys need to play. Uh, I know that's how I came in. and I know that's how he probably came in. And, you know, when you have that, you have people who are pushing you, you know, to be better. Um, you know, it's just, it takes you such a long way. I mean, I know he's a great guy. He always wants to, you know, prove people wrong and, and wants to better himself for the team. And, you know, again, like that's another person that you'd want, you know, to have around you. Um, he's definitely helped me. Uh, we've had some good talks. Um, you know, it's, it's nice, you know, when you're going through the same things, sort of the same things with someone else. Um, so, yeah. Steve Avila joining us. He's a Rams rookie guard, doing a great job on the show. Hey, Steve, speaking of talks, speaking of younger guys, I could argue that over the last month that no quarterback has played better in the NFC than your guy, Matthew Stafford, age 35. Speaking of his age, his wife Kelly said something <laughs> hilarious, as you know, earlier this year when she said Matthew wasn't exactly connecting with some of the younger teammates, that they were, quote, calling him sir and bleep. What a great line, calling him sir and bleep. Is that how it was? And did you ever refer to the dude as sir? Uh, no, no, I didn't. I didn't. I, I've tried to, you know, it, it's crazy because I, I grew up watching him. And I don't know if he'd be to show his age, but I mean, I did. And I remember first coming in, I'm like, oh, my God, that's like Matthew Stafford. And it, you get kind of hesitant, you know what I mean? Because he, he's up there i mean he's someone you watched on tv um so um you know he, he's a great guy though man he, he's definitely you know incorporated us in a lot of the stuff uh he comes by and says a few things to us and he got us some offensive linemen some politos for, for christmas so he's I, awesome I was guy. gonna ask you about that you cut out briefly i want you to say that he he did take care of the dudes up front what did he get you guys for christmas yeah, he, he got us some cold tubs, some cold plunges. Um, they, they uh, We actually went into the tent that we have here, and they're all there. I actually had mine shipped home because I, I can't fit it where I'm staying at right now. So um, during the offseason, I'll be sure to put that to use. He, really quickly, do you do that? For instance, we've got a home in the north woods of Wisconsin, and I've got a buddy up there who said mm -hmm. to me, you got to go. We have to do a cold plunge. I didn't do it, but this guy broke out a saw, mm -hmm. cut a hole in the ice, and my two sons, I've got one son who just graduated college, one who just went into college. They did it. It looked cold as hell, bro. I didn't do it. I'm an old guy. Oh, I'm, not, dude, I'm, not, I'm not acclimated. Have you done it? What's it like? What are the benefits? <laughs> Uh, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I just listen to what the, the, the training staff tells me to do, <laughs> which I feel like they've done a good job. I don't know. The, I mean, I do feel better afterwards, but, um, you know, it definitely is a way to recover. <laughs> but um, I, I basically listen to our training staff, and I feel like that's why I've been healthy this whole season. So I'm going to just keep doing that. <laughs> I got you, man. Do it. If it, if it works, keep doing it. All right, last thought. You got an interesting game Dang, Sunday yep. because you're already in. The Niners already have locked up that one seed. So you got a number of starters on both sides that mm -hmm. probably will not play. Easy for folks to think that this is, quote, a meaningless game. But is it? Like, how are you guys approaching it? What's your mindset? Oh, man. I mean, you play every game to win. Um, and I know that we're resting a few guys. They're resting a few guys. But at 
you want to go into the game winning. Um, and that's just how I'm carrying myself. I want to finish out this season strong. And I know a lot of other people want to, want to do the same. Um, so we can go into our uh, playoff game, you know, uh, Are you craving some protein you know, after a good workout? So. Probably so. Listen, this time, don't make a shake. Do not eat a bar. Grab instead a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. That's my go-to. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender and it's made from real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. Plus, Old Trapper is a family-owned business. I know this family, and I know they take smoked beef extremely seriously so you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried Rough beef in a bag. Nobody. It's like eating an old shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal. And it comes in four amazing flavors. Old-fashioned, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy. So the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for it in the Clearview bag. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, just ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? All right, because it is Friday, incredibly enough, we are down to our last week of the NFL regular season. So that means we have another chance to visit with the big head himself, James Kelly. Head, happy new year. How you feeling generally and how you feeling about week 18, which is always tricky. I'm not feeling good about anything right now. I've been taking. What uh, else is new, dude? Yeah. Kick to the east and stick after kick to the east and yeah. stick. Not going good on the gambling front, but fantastic for the new year. Happy New Year, Jim. Not going well on the gambling front. Damn it. There we go. 2024. <laughs> Happy New Year, dude. Happy and New listen, Year. Listen, I've been talking about you, and now I want to talk about you to you. Dude, mm-hmm. Jed Fish, like you've been calling this for a long time. What is it about this guy? Like, I mean, I know, but what is it about this guy that you love so much? And when did your love affair with Jed begin? It began in 08. I've been stalking him for about 15 years here. Um, he's been around the best. His resume is uh, like no other. It, he has been around the best coaches maybe in the history of the game, all of them. He's also been bad by bad coaches, uh, around bad coaches. And he's also taken what he's learned from these great coaches and had success for him in, in a, a coordinator role. It's a resume that's like no other, and I knew he would do good at Arizona, and well, he'll do good at the NFL. He, you knew he'd I knew do he'd do well, well. Arizona. Yes. Yep. I, I knew you would do poorly I'm telling you, Chargers should go after him. <laughs> sign right. the contract, Arizona. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, sign that contract. Make sure you get that thing done. All mm-hmm. right. Let's go. I want to give you credit for that because no, you man. have been on this guy for a long, long time. Let's start with the Lions and Minnesota I sort of like this game, and I'll tell you why in a moment, because we don't say that very often anymore. Mm -hmm. What is the line, and what are you doing with this game? I'm laying the three and a half points and rolling with Cannibals-Lions. These two teams played each other two weeks ago. The Lions won by six in Minnesota after Nick Mullins gifted them four interceptions. Mullins won't throw another four Sunday, but the Lions will make his offense one-dimensional again as they've been the best run defense in football the last three games. 53.7 rushing yards per game allowed the last three weeks. They should create some turnovers off that. And on offense, the Lions themselves can run the football. Fourth in the NFL in rushing yards per game. 
first in the NFL by a wide margin in yak rushing yards. Now, Jared Goff hasn't been great against a blitz this season, but this is his second shot at Flores, and the Vikings secondary is banged up. ATS Cannibal. Since he took over in 2021, his team has been the best in football in covering 68% of their games. Holy crap, dude. Yes, great number. Great stat. And sorry this hurts, as it will be the last time this season we will be able to give P.A. his proper respect in a game preview. Alvin, please, some P.A. How about your Vikings, Vikings fans? Love P.A. Lions, minus three and a half. Love Love P.A. I don't love that you think that Alvin's a jukebox, but I love P.A. (laughs) Listen, I mentioned that I like this game, and I don't say that very often because there are no easy games or easy picks anymore. Right. But I like this one because I think that while they're already in – the Lions are still pissed about getting kicked in the Easton stick by the refs last week. Mm-hmm. And they've got a remote shot, a very remote shot, and playing their way all the way up to the two seed. And even if they don't, I think they're going to want to Kick go into the, the postseason stick. with some juice and some mo. On the flip side, I do not trust the Vikings, like at all, especially under center where they were nice for a minute or two, but it's all come back to bite them in the ass. So. Mm-hmm. To recap, number one, the Lions hate the refs. Number two, they do have a remote shot at a two seed. And number three, there is nothing to like about the Vikings except PA. Lions minus three and a half? Uh, three and a half now, yep. Three and a half, all right. Yep. Next game, I'm with Control you on that one. Fury. The Jags stopped the bleeding last week. They find themselves in a win and they're in situation. Tell you what, we're still not sure about Trevor Lawrence's status. Right. I thought Andrew Bogus said that he's questionable. As tough as this dude is, I've got a hard time believing that he's not going to go with the division on the line. But we don't know. They play the Titans who have had a really rough year. So what's the number? How are you going to handle that one? I'm laying the three and a half points and going with the Jags on the road here. Yeah, not sure on the QB like you said. I think it will be Lawrence, and I'm hoping so because outside of that one season when Lawrence played for that uh, perverted bastard, he has balled out against Tennessee. In 2022, two wins and averaged 290 yards uh, passing Alabama per game, yeah. four touchdowns, zero I was interceptions. Ask which perverted bastard? Oh, that one. Yeah, perv. the perv. The perv. perv the perv. Okay. Yeah, got lit up against there. Um, this season, Jaguars won by 20, and he had his best game of the year with a QBR of 90. But I think C.J. Beathard could have success through the air if he's the one that goes because a, ta- a Titans pass defense is not good at all. On defense, the focus will be on stopping King Derrick, as we know, in what could be his last game with Tennessee. And if they do that, the other Josh Allen, he might just win the sack title because, as we know, he's going up against a Molinari of a line in Tennessee that PFF has rated as their worst in football. They gave up seven sacks last week against Houston. Also, the Titans have won five. so unnecessary? I know. It's distracting, too. Get this number. Titans have won five of their last 23 games. Let's go with Mrs. Ursay's Say, say, say that again. I couldn't hear it under that show. stupid drop that Allen played. They've won how many games? Five you, of their last 23, I believe. You believe? Yeah. No, I know. I know. It's five right. of 23? Yeah. Titan. Titan. They lost their last seven last year to yeah. end the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Rex. No, no, no. Do you have anything to say about anything that matters, dude? Or are you just going to play all these stupid drops? Uh, just the drops. Jags minus three and a half. Sorry. <laughs> just the drops. Right. This guy. Listen, I've got no inside info on Trevor, but I've got a hard time seeing a dude that tough and that proud not going with a chance to rip their second consecutive AFC South title. But then again, I do have a tremendous threshold for his pain, right? 
Mm-hmm. The Titans have had a pretty miserable right. season, but if we know anything about them and their coach, Mike Vrabel, there is no way they don't show up yes. and battle. If you don't believe me, ask Gentry. Gentry <laughs> wondered whether or not they really have anything to play for, and he even asked Mike Vrabel about that before Vrabel set Gentry straight. Because it sucks to lose. Gentry. <laughs> it f***ing sucks. So it's like, good. It's like, it, it sucks. How much does it suck, Mike? It love Rabel. sucks. <laughs> love Rabel. I love Rabel. I just don't love his team in this spot. Yes, the Jags had lost four in a row. Never a good sign to lose four in a row, and especially this time of year. But they have enough. They will do enough to cover. So I'm going to lay the points, even with that hook. Jags, mm-hmm. minus three and a half. Nice. Gentry. All right. Saints and Falcons. Like, ugh. Two teams that have an outside shot at the playoffs and two teams that, frankly, I do not trust at all. What's the number? What's your play? I'm going with the three-point home favorite Saints here. Now, I've been hard on emotional Derek this season because, well, he's deserved it. But the last four <laughs> weeks, through those teary eyes of his, he's seen the field better. And is playing wow, his dude. best ball oh as a saint. Well, that, yeah. That's pretty interesting what you just did. Yeah, Through those teary eyes of his, he has seen the <laughs> so field better. That's right. actually one of the brighter, more clever things you've said since I've known you. I got proof, too. Ten the bar touchdowns. is low, dude, but that was actually pretty clever. It is, it is extremely low. Ten touchdowns, two interceptions, and three and one during that stretch for the Saints. I'll take my chances with him over whomever angry Arthur runs at quarterback, whether it's Ritter or the former St. Louis Battlehawk uh, Heineke out there. Because while Dennis Allen's defense isn't as good as that sixth in scoring number they post, they do well against Ast. Against the Titans, Panthers, Pats, and Giants, all teams who rank 28th or worse in scoring, they held them to 8.8 points per game. Now Atlanta, uh, they scored... R-U-N-A-I. AI app. Why are you talking like a robot all of a sudden? I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, (laughs) Continue, AI head. Atlanta scored 24 points against them earlier this season. They're a bad offense. I'm hoping we see the more of the bad offense here. Um, ATS, Atlanta is covering 28% of their road games this season. I think, yes, it has a lot to do with the Rhea playing Saints minus three. Negative. It's just a, a biohazard it's incredible, dude, the way you try to wedge in your five favorite things every single week. They're still funny, though. The, they're not funny, dude. <laughs> to anybody but you and a few idiots listening, that. Al- that's Alan not, likes do, do I look like I think that's funny? Am I smiling? Anyway. Thank you, Alan. <laughs> Both these teams have burned me so many times. I thought that the Saints were dead in the water last week, and then they rise up and they punk Tampa. And then you and I both love Arthur Smith, and I want to pick the Falcons. I really do. I just can't. As much as I don't trust the Saints, I trust the Falcons even less. And while Derek Carr may cry when this one's over, or even during the game, I am riding with him for the same reason you are. I trust him more than either Taylor Heineke or Desmond Ritter, two dudes who I've tried really hard to get with in the past. Nothing personal, fellas. It's just business. But the Saints are at home. They've got a chance to get in. They've covered three of their last four, and their defense has stepped up of late. I'm going to take the Saints, and I'm going to lay the points, even if some of you knuckleheads think that that makes me a chalky little bitch.
<laughs> so you and I are three for three, right? Yep, same page. All right, let's get on this one. Bills v. Miami. Gargantuan game, head. I can't lie. I've gone back and forth on this one. I may change my mind in the middle of this discussion, but where is the line on this now? And I have to know how you're playing it. Man, Blind Terry's Bills have been my ride or die Terry. AFC team to the Super Bowl since they were 6-6. Six and six. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. I'm with the Mafia and the Bills here. Yeah, I don't why put, is that? Because you've got them at 25-1, to one, don't you? 25-1 to one to make the Super Bowl. 25, yep. not, not even to win, but to make it. Just to make it. They That's might run smart, into 49ers dude. there. Yeah. For, for somebody who's like functionally illiterate, that is smart. Thank you. Good play, dude. Thank you very much. No matter what happens. Go ahead. Uh, I don't put much Thank stock you, in the Alan. Dolphins getting their ass kicked against Baltimore because everyone gets their ass kicked against Baltimore. But on season two date, my guy Mike McDee's number one ranked scoring offense has gotten fat off bad teams. Miami averages 35.5 points versus teams 500 or worse. 18.4 points v teams with a record Ouch. over 500. Not good there. Also, the Bills defense is playing great. Last three games, second fewest yards allowed in all of football. Third fewest uh, points allowed in all of football. They're getting healthier, and Miami is not. Bradley Chubb's season is over about a month after Jalen Phillips was. Xavier Howard, Jalen Waddell, and Raheem Mostert aren't practicing as of right mm. now. I'm going to go with the team whose quarterback, Vic Fangio, called John Elway on steroids. My guy, Josh Thank Allen. Thank you, John Elway. Yes. Um, the guy, John Josh Elway, Allen, passed in the draft for Case John Keenum. Elway on steroids. Josh Man, you want to talk about a hot take. Come on, Vic. Vic, I, Vic, you're an unbelievable coach, but come on, dude. I know. I think John John's Elway great. on steroids. Yeah. Hey, John. I mean, he's bigger. But, yeah, I think Elway's give him that. He's Look, I like Josh Allen, yeah. and he is bigger, but come on. John Elway Josh on roids? No, I agree. I think John Elway with Aaron Rodgers are the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But it's a great compliment. I love Josh Allen. Let's go with Mafia, minus Josh two and a half. Allen, all right, so I, I see it working. You know how this goes, right? Absolutely, I love this game. I love the game. I don't necessarily love the bet, tough bet. The Dolphins are already in. But they got hammered by Baltimore last week. We know they're busted up. You just made that point. And the Bills did smack them way back in week four. And while the Bills are playing some of their better ball when it matters most, they're still a bit banged up themselves. Not as badly as Miami, but they're still banged up. It's going to come down to that guy we just talked about, Josh Allen. Assuming Josh that Josh Allen, does yeah. not try to play hero ball, try to do too much, and he takes care of the football, they'll be fine. They'll win. But we are talking about Josh Allen. So I think that's a major Josh assumption. Allen. The bigger the game, the bigger the stakes, the more the guy tries to do it himself. And I admire it. I respect it. But it's not necessarily a good thing. In fact, it's not a good thing. And the stakes could not be any higher because the Bills, head as you know, could play their way all the way up to the two seed mm -hmm. or they can miss the playoffs altogether. So the question oh. is, do you trust Josh Allen in this spot? Josh per Allen. Personally, thank mm -hmm. you for mm -hmm. backing me up on that. Personally, I never trust anybody who picks south of Knicks over Javier's. Can't do it. And Allen did. Yep. Right to my face. Right in your face. But mm -hmm. I'm going to trust the big dog, big dog here. I'm going to roll with the Bills. I'm going to lay the points. Have you been on yeah. the road, I'm with you. Bills yes. Mafia, let's go. Colts v. Texans. Now, you know, Head, this is an enormous Texans house. Shout out to jungle legend Nick Casario. What up, mm -hmm. Nick? I see you. But I respect the hell out of the Colts. Mm -hmm. All the chances they had to lay down and die this year, and they never did. I actually love this game. 
And this number, if I'm not mistaken, head has been bouncing around a bit. Where is the number now? What are you doing with this game? Yeah, so two teams that won a combined seven games a season ago are in a win-and-get-in situation a year later. Knicks-Texans are one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road right now, and no left in Laguna disrespect to Nick. Love the Texans, love their future, but I'm riding with that little-ass boy, Beowulf Minshew, and taking the point and a half. Little-ass boy. Dude, Max Crosby is so damn angry. Bro, he he just... He just calls, he keeps calling everybody little ass boy. Hey, little ass boy. I'm like, I'm little out here, but not always, you know. Wait, let me just stop right there before you uh-huh. jump in. I, I, I could not love that clip any more than I do. Gardner Minshew saying it. Max Crosby's out here calling everybody a little ass boy and then mimicking him and then kind of sheepishly saying, yeah, out here I might be, but I'm not everywhere. Dude, it's so Dude, great. It's so Gardner. How funny is that? Oh, little ass boy. I love that so much. Dude, great backup, great guy. You can see why the locker room has played for him. Um, when he hasn't thrown an interception, the Colts are great actually— great backup, great guy. I, I don't know that he's not an, a legitimate starter in the NFL. I mean, look, he's done great this year. But, I mean, the guy could, and would you not argue that he's one of the 31 or 32 best? Yeah, I think he's right around there, that 30 to 32 range. He's and close. if he wins Saturday, dude, he has oh, yeah. an argument, right? All right. Yeah. Um, biggest thing for him, don't throw an interception. The culture is 6-0 and when he hasn't this season. Um, he just has to handle that Texans Wait, turnovers pressure. turnovers matter? Turnovers matter in football, Taking care right? Taking the ball matters? All right. It does. It, right off a of Josh Allen segue, Dude, right? if I keep interrupting you, we could bring Josh this thing to the Allen, bottom of the hour. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. Right, oh, yeah, we got to talk to people. Okay. Um, pressure. Texans, they do good. At, uh, they get after the quarterback. Well. Only Bryce, they do well. Damn it, another one. Only Bryce Young rated lower V pressure it, this season. One. But his struggles are heavy on being blitzed. The Texans don't do that, and they won't have Jonathan Greenard, who is leading the team in sacks. He's great. uh, Jonathan Taylor here. It's time. Houston is really good against the run. Taylor has not had one 100-yard rushing game this season. Historically, he's wrecked the Texans and averaging 124 yards per game rushing against them in his career. He has to make some plays here. Biggest worry is, of course, C.J. Stroud against that Indy secondary. But CJ's wideouts are banged up. His line is a little bit too hostile environment. Let's roll with the upper quartile of upper quartile, upper quartile of organizations. That guy. Plus, you make a pretty persuasive argument. The problem is, I respect and I respect the hell out of the Colts. Mm-hmm. I think, given all the injuries and the adversity and the fact that they've got a first-year head coach, that we're even having this conversation. That they're still alive for a playoff berth in Week 18 is a credit to every last one of them. They're gritty as hell. Now, I try to maintain my betting discipline. Rarely do I, but I try to. (laughs) I try not to make it personal. I try not to get emotional with the picks because it's business. But I'll admit it. It's hard with the Texans. I'll just say it. I've got huge respect and admiration for my dude, Nick Casario. Sorry, Lef, I do. And how he's pushed the right buttons, made the right hires, made the right picks, and got this thing turned around. I'm not betting against my dude in one of the biggest games ever for that franchise. And then it's not just about that. It's about the team. The fact that C.J. Stroud is back. I really like Texans or the Texans defensively. Mm -hmm. The Colts are only 1-3 and against the spread in their last four. This is not a bet against the Colts. It's a bet for the jungle team of the year, the Texans. I'm going to ride with Houston. I'm going to lay the points. Okay. All right. Is that five? That's five. We did it. All right. Do you 
we did it. We so did you it. and I are on the same page for four. Do mm-hmm. you have any other prop bets? I don't need them because you gave me a lot already, but do you? No prop bets here. Just five straight-up games right mm-hmm. here. Really quickly, have you thought about Monday night's game yet? I have a lot. And uh, any assume, lean yet? I do got a lean. Are we going to do a segment on Monday? or? No, we are. We okay. are. All right, gotcha. so just curious. Yeah. I do All got right. a lean. All yep. right, good. Run back today's five picks. Lions minus three and a half v Vikings. Jaguars minus three and a half at Titans. Saints minus three v Falcons. Bills minus two and a half at Dolphins. Colts plus one and a half v Texans on Saturday. That was fun. Good job, head. Really good job. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jim. Have a great weekend. Let's get paid. You too. There it is. The big head, James Kelly. So I've got to tell you guys about this. The other day, I've come across a product that all of us should be carrying around. It's something totally different for fresh breath. It's an amazing product called Zellman's Minty Mouth. And I'm telling you, it's a game changer. If you're up in the grill with somebody else and you're making your case for whatever it is, make sure your breath is fresh. Zellman's cleans your breath in a way that other mints don't and can't. Because it's not just a mint. It's a functional breath freshener capsule that you swallow. Clinically tested against the toughest offenders like garlic and onions. You just pop two or three in your mouth. You suck the minty coating. Then you swallow the capsule for the confidence of fresh, clean breath, and it lasts for hours. This product is like nothing else you've ever tried. It fights bad breath in your mouth, and then it goes right down to your gut. This is the ultimate hack to get rid of coffee, garlic, or smoker's breath. You're going to like having the confidence of long-lasting fresh breath or your money back guaranteed. These folks will give you your money back. Not that you'll want it, but they will. They have free shipping if you order three packs or more. Trust me, you're going to want more, and nobody likes to pay for shipping. Go to Zellman's.com right now. That's Z-E-L-M-I-N-S.com right now. You'll get 15% off when you use my promo code ROAM. That's Z-E-L-M-I-N-S dot com. You have to use the code Rome to get your 15% savings. Do it now. Gerald McCoy. Gerald, great to have you on. How are you? Jimmy, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good, dude. Good. How are you, man? How are things? I'm always great, man. I woke up this morning, and I rolled over and had to turn my alarm clock off. Any day I have to do that, I'm great. So... The day that I don't do that, then you know how I am. My man, you nailed it. What a great answer. I love that so much. All right, so let's talk some ball. The Bills and Dolphins. Gerald, go head-to-head for the AFC Eastern title on Sunday. Buffalo could get as high as the two seed, or they can miss the playoffs altogether. How do you see that matchup? And then which team do you have more confidence in overall heading into the playoffs? Well, here's the thing. Uh, Getting into the playoffs or... Uh, the 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 best team. A lot of people had a misconception that the best team always wins. No, uh, when it comes to the December, January, and the playoffs, the team with the most momentum is who usually wins. And right now, Buffalo just has the momentum. Win, lose, or draw, or how good it looks, it may not look great. They're winning, and they have a lot of momentum. Um, the the Dolphins are dealing with a few injuries. So I like the momentum that Buffalo is coming into Miami with. You know, Miami, um, they could win the division, but I see it if it's getting later in the game and it might be getting out of hand, they might just say, hey, listen, we're in the playoffs and Buffalo is playing for his hand or you're not. So I like I like the way Buffalo is playing. I'm leaning more towards the momentum that Buffalo is playing with over these last few weeks. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. Sometimes it's the hottest team, not the best team. Gerald McCoy is joining yeah. us. Also, health is a big factor. What about Dallas? Like, Dallas wins the NFC East if they beat the four-win commanders in the district. But, you know, you've got the same old questions right about Dallas. Can they beat somebody who matters on the road? I'm talking about beyond this week. Can they beat somebody who matters on the road? Can they beat somebody who matters when it matters? In short, is there any reason to believe that they're going to make a deep run in the postseason when they haven't done so for decades? Yeah, well, when I talk about the Cowboys, um, we look at them and we say, are they capable? And, yes, they're capable. Um, If you're basing it off what we've seen, no, they haven't beat a contender on the road. But how it's looking right now, they're going to have a few home games, at least one. Um, I, I would bank on them beating the commanders. So they have that. Do they have everything necessary to go on the road and win? Yes, they do. Have they been doing it? No. So to answer your question, do I believe that they can? Yes, I believe they can. It's not like you watch the Dallas Cowboys and say, excuse me, you don't watch the Dallas Cowboys and say, oh, they can't do it. They're just getting by because of this. No, they have everything necessary. They got a great pass rusher up front. They got guys in the secondary who can play. O-line, when healthy, is intact. Dak is good enough. Um, CD has taken his game to a, ne- a new level. Um, like, they have everything necessary to go on a run. They just haven't done it. So, do I believe they can? Yes. But they just haven't shown it. Jeremy McCoy but joining they us. That's everything necessary to do it. Yeah, right. That's the thing. I mean, it seems like every single year we say that. Yes, they can. Yeah. Yes, they're capable. Yes, they have all the tools. And then it doesn't happen. So we'll see if this year is different. Right. You, know, you mentioned they've got games at home. You know who doesn't? Patrick Mahomes. He's never had to go out on the road. Yeah. Then again, listen, if you count this guy out, then that's on you. That's pretty foolish. But he's never played a playoff game on the road or ever had receivers that drop so many passes. Can you see KC... Is there, is there a path where they can get to Vegas to defend their chip, or can you just not fix what's broke? Well, here's the thing. I don't think it's the road that will bother them. It's just them in general. You know, their defense is uh, bottom of the pack in stopping the run. Their offense is bottom of the pack in running the ball. And in December, January, in the playoffs, you have to be able to stop the run and run the ball. They may have to go to two cold-weather places in Baltimore and uh, Buffalo. They may play Cleveland, who can run the ball. They may play Miami, who can run the ball. Those are four teams that are top 11 in running the ball, and they're bottom 10 in stopping the run. Another thing they're worse, they're bad at, is taking the ball away. So if you have a stagnant offense in Kansas City, right, an offense that can't put up points, in order to help them out, you have to get extra possessions. The defense, as good as they are, they rank top five, they're ranked top five in, in, in scoring defense and overall. But they don't take the ball away and they don't stop the run. They're going to face teams in the playoffs who can run the heck out of the football. So unless this offense can start putting up some points, the defense ain't going to be enough to carry them to Vegas. I just don't see it happening. Hey, it's not the road. Everybody keeps making a big deal about him going on the road. This is Patrick Mahomes. Either you're great or you're not, and he's great. It's not about that. It's about the other things that are happening. Gerald McCoy, I'm glad you woke up this morning. I'm glad you woke up this morning and turned that alarm off. 
Listen, let me get your Thank thoughts. You, let me get your thoughts on the Raiders before you go, because I had some Raider fans calling up, and they're feeling really, really strongly about Antonio Pierce. You finished your career there. Pierce has gone four and four as an interim head coach. What do you make of that situation? Do you think he's done enough to keep that gig full time? Yeah, I think he has. Um, here's the thing: with wherever they bring in as a GM or wherever the direction they go, you have to understand. Okay, you got to look at the pieces you have, right? Look at the direction you want to take this team and the mindset you want to have. So as as a leadership group of this team, they have to say, okay, first things first, can he coach? Yes, that's one. Second thing, do the players follow him? Will they follow this person? Can he lead a group of men, and how do they take to him? What we've seen with the turnaround that they've seen, we've seen a lot more energy. We've seen a lot of guys having fun. We've seen better interviews. We've seen better play. We've seen them put up points, something they was not doing. So clearly the players are listening and they're taking to what he's saying. Now you have to say, do I want a defensive-minded head coach or do I want an offensive-minded head coach? That's what's going to determine whether he keeps his job or not. He's got two out of the three. So if they don't mind having a defensive-minded head coach, he's done enough to keep his job. And I think – Everybody around us, just like when Rich Versace took over when I was there, everybody in the building said, shoot, hire Rich. We love playing for Rich. He'll have a full offseason. We love the way he coaches, what the mentality he brings, and we listen to him. I feel the same way about Pierce. They love the way he coaches, the mentality he brings. Give him a full offseason, get him a real quarterback, and let's see what can happen. I say you give him a shot. Jerry McCoy joining us. Listen, you're a Bucks legend. And although they blew a chance to clinch last week, Tampa gets another shot against Carolina on Sunday. Do you see them advancing in the postseason if they get in? And then what would you do with Baker Mayfield? Do you think he's done enough to warrant a contract extension and be the guy there? Yeah, Baker, okay, first let's go in order. So, yes, they can advance. Uh, Philly is on a downslope right now. And if everything plays out how it's looking, Philly would have to come to Tampa to play Tampa. And I see Tampa getting revenge on them from week four, I think it was, week three or week four, week three maybe. Um, that's not the same Philly team that played then, and they've exposed themselves to a lot. So I feel like going on the road, they're just not the same dominant team that they were, and the Bucks can at least make it to the second round. Now, as far as Baker, yes, he's earned the right to get at least a two- or three-year deal moving forward. Now, we talk about quarterback of the future, the thing is, finding a franchise quarterback is so few and far between, it's very hard to find a true franchise quarterback. Franchise quarterback means this is our guy for the next 10 years. Okay, this is who we banking. We're hanging our, our organization on his shoulders. Baker has earned the right to be that guy for at least the next two to three years. In that span, you'll get to see, can he be our franchise guy or can he keep us afloat until we get one? But he's earned the right to be that catalyst, that, that, that segue quarterback. He's either going to be the guy or he's going to be our guy for right now until we find our guy. Baker has earned it. He I, said he was injured, dealing with injuries, and he said, once I'm fully healthy, you'll get to see the real Baker. And all season, consistently, we've seen a really good Baker. I agree with you. I agree with everything you just said. And I think Philadelphia is going to be one and done. Hey, really quickly, I think the point you just made about a franchise quarterback and how hard they are to find. Everybody wants one. Everybody needs one. But they're so hard to find that 10-year guy. 
Where do you come out? Leave me with this thought because we talked about this earlier today, and I really want your opinion. Is Justin Fields that guy? For instance, does Chicago already have their guy? Or if you're Chicago, would you move him and get the picks for him and then try and take a shot at one of the young guys coming up right now and get them going on that rookie deal? If I'm Chicago, I can't I can't say because the reason I can't say is not to give you a political answer. There's a couple of reasons. Um, at first, he didn't have receivers, okay? And then he showed what his talents were. He's great with his feet. You can build uh, offensive plays around him running the ball, whether it's his own reads or whether direct runs or whatever. He can make plays with his feet. As of late, they've been winning games. They're starting to turn this thing around. So here's the question. Do you take the majority of what you've seen and say, hey, listen, these last few weeks are an anomaly, or do you say he might be starting to figure it out? So let's build an offense around his skill set similar to how they did with Kyler Murray or how uh, Baltimore has done with Lamar Jackson or even how Philly has done with Jalen Hurts. Let's build an offense around his skill set, call plays where he can be on the move and, and make it easier on him, and he can make those plays because we've seen it in college. We're seeing it right now as of late. He's playing well. Or do you say, no, we need a pocket guy that can beat you with his arm. He can. He's mobile if he needs to be, but we need a guy that can beat you with his arm. We don't need a game manager. We need a game changer. That's where the decision comes in. But if I'm Chicago and I don't believe he can be that guy, you move him now while he has a lot of value. Gerald McCoy, Jonah Nesson, breaking it all down. He had a great, great NFL career, doing great work with the NFL Network as an analyst and showing up the way he always does here. My man, I appreciate you so much. Great job by you, Gerald. Appreciate that, dude. Me, I appreciate it, man, as always. And I tell you, and I mean this, and I, I think I've been pretty consistent with my word. If you call me and I'm free, I'll be back. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. What's cracking? A tremendous 2024 to you. I'm Jim Rome. I'm in Southern California. What's going on? Hope you had a tremendous holiday season. Hope you're ready for a big year. Let's go ahead and get it. We did get a giant gift for making it to another January 1st. A gift of an incredibly epic day of college football. The wrong play at the wrong time. The game deserved a better final play than that. Incredible game and an incredibly lame play at the very end. Joined now by Andy Staples. Oh, unbelievable. I mean, what a day of college football. And I was at the Rose Bowl. If there was one cloud in the sky, I didn't see it. They will have to clean up, especially the special teams' mistakes. The two muff punts are unforgivable. The only thing the Rose Bowl was missing was some of that big Penix energy. We going to the natty, man. Dude's not playing. Let's go. Let's go. First X. Even I think... I think Alabama had a lot of, quote, bad snaps. Sincerely, the waistline of Jeff in Richmond's pants. This call essentially sets the tone. Man, last night's game was amazing. I don't even feel bad about losing. I think I would have felt worse if we had won being a Longhorns fan. Ah! My man. Caught no. one hand by Isaiah Likely. Touchdown, Raven! Isaiah Likely joining us. I was going to go up with you, but he had pulled down on my right arm. I just reached out with one, and when I caught it, the only thing in my mind was going for six. One hand Sunday. Laguna Hills. Roger, do you spell your name with a D? No way. All right. 
I wanted to talk about the cow, the officiating. And the Jags have extended the lead. Him rushing to the front of that box to throw a drink at a fan chirping him. Dude, you cannot be that easily hooked. Frank Reich. How hard do you think Frank Reich is laughing right now? They tried to kill our coach. They tried to say we were cheating. Well, I'm here to say to all the haters and the losers, listen closely. Cheating works. I love it. Twitter and, and my faith. If this guy jumped on Instachat out of nowhere and did a live stream. You want to talk about breaking the internet. Hey, Bill Belichick, you're on Instachat. How's this thing work? Am I on? Am I live? Wow, Brock Purdy spinning. Mike Silver joining us. He was drafted 262nd. This kid doesn't seem to get overly phased by the negative or the positive, but he's just a stone-cold killer out there. I'm the guy that called at the beginning of the year. I'm 77 years old. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Lou, didn't you call last year and say you're 75? I am 75 years old. But you're 77 right now. 75. Today's January 3rd. 77. How did you have two birthdays? 75. Are you a time traveler? <laughs> Mark Pope. Jim Rome, I'm doing so good, man. You talk about 30-year listener. You can put me on that list. Firing Darvin Ham is not going to do jack. So you might as well at least try to take that banner down first. Oh! You embarrassed yourselves. You embarrassed your fans. You embarrassed your city. And you embarrassed me. Take it down now. Let me tell you something. If anybody's going to dominate the criminal combine, it's this guy. Did you see the vert on this guy? No credit to everybody who stood around and watched it, too. Is she all right? Probably not, man. Shaquille Romeal, Happy New Year, my brother. Twitter. Awesome to hear that you're going to interview legendary K-Rock DJ Jed the Fish. Not the same dude. Richard Blade will not be in hour three. Fellow Hall of Famers Kevin and Bean will not be in the first hour, although if they want to, I'd do it. Forget about the poor man. Tuesday, bro, you were shot out of a cannon, bro. I'm stoked on you, bro. I know you're constantly reinventing, but I, you got a lot of piss and vinegar going, bro, and I totally love that. My beef is with myself. Her brother is down his luck. I'll only be here a couple of weeks. Well, it's been three years. Drinking my top shelf, laying on the couch all day. Got a beef with Caleb from Green Bay for letting Mark from Boston not only come into his own house and win the smack off, but take a big deuce in his toilet at the same time. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Wore the offensive Buffalo, uh, set fire to the Dolphins. Damn it, I lost it. Run me. You don't need to tell me, Terry. Oh, I'm also a Packer fan. You're talking to somebody who is. Who's 67. And most of all, you do not need to tell me how old you are. Because I'm a stupid 16-year-old. 12 Wood has been promoting Garrett Ritt as a guest. And I love Ritt. I'll have my people talk to your people. Dude, have you... Is there nobody else to interview? <laughs> Steve Avila. Your teams go as you go. Am I right, Steve? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's how you want to see it. A Molinari of a line in Tennessee. Do better, do better, do better, do better, do better. Gentry. Shakira. Bruce Willis. Global warming. It sucks. Let's do it. I love it, man. Great to talk to you, Jim. Escape room. Hashtag fat. Right back at you, Jim. Thanks so much. I think I've been pretty consistent with my word. If you call me, I'll be back. Let's go. Connor, what are you thinking, bro? Who's got it better than me? Naysayers. Nobody. See you at the bar. Good night now. Good night now.